Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. It's nice to be invited over to a friend's house. And Deacon Steve and Marianne Greco have a fresh pot brewing and a comfy chair waiting for you. So kick back, relax, and get ready to soak in God's Word with some good friends. It's the Bible and You with Deacon Steve and Marianne Greco. It's Deacon Steve Greco. And Mary Ann. And, and welcome to, to the, the Bible, Bible and You in Sicilia, Sicily. It's a Sicily edition. So we're filming here on site. And it happens that this week, Steve has a lot to do with vineyards. And here we are at this beautiful vineyard in Sicily. We're at this beautiful Mount Etna. It's a volcano and the rich soil produced a lot of wine or vineyards or grapes that made into wineries. And we're at the Gambino Winery here uh, up on top of Mount Edna. So we're praying right now that the uh, volcano doesn't go off because it is an active volcano. It erupted twice. So let's pray in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask blessings upon all of our listeners, our families, our loved ones, our marriages, our children, grandchildren, all of our friends, that we'd be filled with joy. May we be a new wineskin. May we say yes to you without any hesitation or reservation. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia. Well, Stephen, the first uh, reading, in fact, in all of the readings, it talks about vineyards. And vineyards really was another way of talking about Israel, the people. Yes. And so it was it, they didn't use it. He didn't use it or, or God didn't use it in a in a very uh, pleasing way or, or a supportive way. Right. In many times. Yeah. Well, we became wild grapes. As we'll oh. find <laughs> so let's listen to it. The first reading is from Isaiah, Isaiah 5, 1 to 7. Let me now sing of my friend, my friend's song concerning his vineyard. My friend had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He spaded it, cleared it of stones, and planted the choicest vines. Within it, he built a watchtower and hewed out a wine press. Then he looked for the crop of grapes, but what it yielded was wild grapes. Now inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah judged between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I had not done? Why then, why when I looked for the crop of grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? Now I will let you know what I mean to do with my vineyard. Take away its hedge, give it to grazing, break through its wall, let it be trampled. Yes, I'll make it a rune. It shall not be pruned or hoed, but overgrown with thorns and briars. I will command the clouds not to send rain upon it. The vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his cherished plant. He looked for judgment, but see bloodshed, for justice, but hark the outcry. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Well, in this passage, God is referring to the vineyard in which is Israel. And, you know, he's saying, basically, I've done everything I could do to make it good environment for you to grow and grow closer to me. And they became like wild grapes. They went astray. And wild grapes can't be turned into wine. They're not, they're not any good. They need to destroy it, right? Yeah. So... The inhabitants of Judah, they became wayward from God, and they kind of went their own way, and they forgot about God and who really kept them. And how often do we do that? How often do we go our own way? How often do we want our own will be done rather than the Lord's will be done? Right. And we're just like them. We get off, and we get wild, and we move away from God, and God's going, what more can I do for you? Only... Uh, we actually, he gave us Jesus Christ. That's what more he did for the Israelites then. And we know that he gave us Jesus Christ so we could have salvation. And yet we still ignore it. Well, we, we think that our way is better. And think of Adam and Eve, right? Adam and Eve thought that their way was better to get the fruit of, of the forbidden tree. Well, we do things that we know are forbidden. It's called sin. And what happens? It never, ever, ever helps us. It always hurts us. At the time, we may have some momentary pleasure or happiness of some kind. But the reality is that it goes away instantly and turns into shame and guilt and and really condemnation of some kind uh, in some way, shape, or form. And there will be, just like in this story, there was a, an end where destruction, there will be a judgment time for us. You know, we can't ignore that. There will be a judgment time when we'll look the Lord in the eye and we'll have to uh, be judged on our behavior. So everything we do has consequences. And it's really important that we understand that, that we understand that um, when we are moving towards God called consolation, we are given grace and blessings. When you move away from God, which is called desolation, you know, we have our own penalties and often on this earth or certainly the world to come. Amen. 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 And the responsorious song, it's re- directly related to this reading. So uh, let's read it. Let's... All right. Let's take a look at the responsorial psalm. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. A vine from Egypt you transplanted. You drove away the nations and planted it. It put forth its foliage to the sea. It shoots as far as the river. The vineyard, vineyard of, of the Lord, Lord is the house of, of the Israel. Why have you broken down its walls so that every passerby plucks its fruit? The boar from the forest lays it waste, and the beasts of the field feed upon it. The The vineyard vineyard of the the Lord Lord is the house of Israel. Israel. Once again, O Lord of hosts, look down from heaven and see, take care of this vine and protect what your right hand has planted. The son of man, whom you yourself made strong. The The vineyard vineyard of the the Lord Lord is the house house of Israel. Israel. Then we will no more withdraw from you. Give us new life and we'll call upon your name. O Lord God of hosts, restore us. If your faith shine upon us, then shall we be saved. The The vineyard vineyard of the the Lord Lord is the house of Israel. Israel. Well, there again, directly, you know, we have broken down. We've we've come and yet the, the house of Israel, the Lord will come again and we will be saved. But we have to turn to the Lord. Yeah, I mean, again, it's the same type of thing where if we say yes to Jesus, if we make it uh, one step towards Jesus, 
he turns a thousand steps towards us. Don't ever forget that, that no one can outdo God's generosity. No one can outdo the blessings, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So don't try and get forbidden fruit. Don't try to do things that are on your own. Because when it happens, there is no fruit. There is no, nothing builds you up except doing God's will. Amen. This is one of our favorite readings. It's out of Philippians 4, 6 to 9. Read all of Philippians 4. Brothers and sisters have no anxiety at all. But in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me. Then the God of peace will be with you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Marianne, I know Michael Amola, this is one of his favorite verses, and there's no doubt we have some noise in the background here as we're on Mount Etna again in Sicily, um, but there's no doubt that this Philippians 4 is by far one of the most important scriptures. And why is that? Because it tells us how we need to rejoice. It tells us how to act. It tells us how to think. So even though we hear this uh, tractor, which is bringing grapes, we should rejoice because it's going to bring something new. And have no anxiety no and matter have what's no anxiety. happening. anxiety. So here we are on Mount Etna, this vineyard. So, you know, Paul is encouraging the converts to put their trust in God, basically, is it, you know, and to thank him, thank him for what he has done before he's done it and, and after he's done it. Oh, because God is always listening to our prayers. God is always there and we are to have no anxiety. You know, it says in scripture about 365 times, either do not be afraid or have no anxiety. Why? Because we need to hear it every day. We need to be aware of the fact that God is always there and we cannot be discouraged. And I know some of you are discouraged out there right now. And what's the most important thing that they should learn? Don't, don't give, give up. Don't, don't give, give up. Don't, don't give up. But you know, Steve, it's the more we center on God's concerns and what he wants and on other people's concerns, then we become less centered on ourselves and we experience joy. And I think that that's really important. Paul really stresses do everything in prayer. God wants to hear about every little thing, not just the big things, but all the little things. Take it all to him. And Thanksgiving is an important part of your prayer, as I, as I said before. Paul insists that we must give thanks in everything, sorrows and joys alike. Why is that? Or how can we do that? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice by seeing the good in what's happening, even though at the time it doesn't feel good or look good. What is going to be the things do you learn from it? Fortitude, patience, endurance. There's all kinds of things that happen when you overcome adversity and you overcome 
overcome adversity by surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. Don't ever forget that. And I think there's great joy that knowing, even though it's a difficult time, that he's still there with you. But we have to kind of look and train ourselves to see God in the presence of difficult times. And then, of course, I like the last part of it. Finally, then, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there's any excellent, then there's anything worthy of praise, and we should do it. He's really listing all the virtues. If there's anything in it, then let's acknowledge it. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 and following says that the battlefield of the mind is, is right here and that we have to take and put every thought in obedience to God. Amen. Never forget that. Don't go on the negative train. No, and don't just feed it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like there was a saying, you know, about which, who are you feeding? You feeding the wolf? You feeding the, the negative thoughts or are you feeding positive thoughts? Are you believe? Do you have faith? Do you ask for more faith that there's going to be some great things happening, even though it looks dark right now? In the future, is going to be great. One of the tools I do if I start being negative or seeing only the negative things is really to start reading scripture. Reading Psalms really helps or reading your favorite scripture. Or for me, you often tell me to do this, is to put on um, some scriptural music and listen to it and praise God. And you'll be surprised at how quickly we can it'll change our mood. We put on what is pure. We don't concentrate on the negative things happening in us concentrate on the Lord okay this is a very important lesson listen to this and we're going to play role role play here and even play role (laughs) this situation here Marianne is maybe feeling not so great or I'm not feeling great but let's assume Marianne right now isn't feeling great Marianne give me three things you're thankful for I'm thankful for God giving me my family I'm thankful for God being with me all the time, and I'm thankful for living and being in Sicily. Being in Sicily, and I'm thankful for you, and I'm thankful for my family, but I'm thankful for all my friends. I'm thankful for the church. I'm thankful for teaching me about how much God loves me. And I'm thankful for that wine tasting we had, too. Yeah, that wine tasting. Great olives, too, by the way. Great olives. Yes, they were good olives. I find it quite interesting that we're here in the vineyard and we're like recording with a pine tree in the background. But in Sicily, it's interesting because up on Mount Edna, they have all they have pine trees, they have cactus, they have ficus, they have orange trees, they have olive trees, and of course vineyards. But maybe there's a lesson here. You look at the lava rocks and you say, what could possibly grow out of the lava rocks? Yeah. Lava coming down, this explosion, this maybe beautiful but very negative thing of, of desecration, of desolation. Lava destroying things in its way of vegetation, of trees and whatever. But guess what? It's among the richest soil. So out, right. of, out of that situation comes farmland, comes grape land, some grapes and, and vineyards. And, and some good grapes. And it takes time, though. We have to be patient. It takes time yes. to break down the lava and, and uh, develop soil. So let's go on to the uh, readings. These are words for us today as the well. gospel reading? Yeah. Okay, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. 
Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There's a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, and dug a wine press in it and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time uh, drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again, he sent another servant, other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking they would respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone by the Lord. Has this been done until it is wonderful in our eyes? Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Here he's talking about, uh, he's talking to the priests and the elders of the uh, Israelites and because they are going to he's predicting what's going to happen to him they're going to kill him who is the son of God who is the owner of the vineyard and they they thought they were all chosen people and that was all they had to do is just be there but he's talking to these people and it was quite common during that time that the vineyards would be um, sometimes uh, the landlord would go away for a long time and he'd allow people to uh, produce the, the wine and to make things from themselves but at some point around harvest time he would come back and he would collect his share of the harvest and these guys they kept killing the people who were coming to collect the money because they thought if we kill kill them and do away with them we'll get the land because during those days if it was vacant land and you know there weren't like property leases or anything that they, they might get the land back but um, he sent his son and they killed him thinking out of greed we're going to get this but he says no how many times has the word uh, or the enemy maybe put a thought in your mind well if only I do this then something good will happen but you know it's wrong and hopefully most of the time you don't do it if not all the time but sometimes people get weak or they think that they're going to cut corners and maybe they cheat at work maybe they're cheating in some way shape or form with their family members whatever it might be but bottom line is this that with God there are consequences both good and not good by by your actions and so these people thought they they'd figured it out they're going to kill yeah. the, all the people that were coming the servants and then the son they thought okay they figured it all out but you know what you try and figure it out by doing your will instead of God's will. You will always be punished. You will always regret it. 
I have a few things I wanted to share about Please. what the parable says about God, too. Yes. Okay, it tells us the patience of God. He didn't just deal with them immediately. He gave them chances to pay off, their, to give them their payment. And just like God gives us chance over chance, even though we blow it, you know, he helps us. So he's very patient. And the second thing is, it tells us of, there is a judgment of, of God. It will come. We can't just be putting, shoving it off and think it'll never come. There will be a time when you will be judged. And the third thing it says is it tells us um, about Jesus. It tells us that he he knew what was coming to him. He knew he was going to be killed. So he's telling this parable. And it tells us that Jesus never doubted that God would triumph over, that he would have to live through this. But And it makes clear that Jesus is the son of God. So these are some important concepts that are covered in this simple parable, which is not simple at all. Let's like keep our eyes and our hearts open to receive the Lord when he comes to us. Here we are in beautiful Sicilia, Sicily, beautiful vineyards, beautiful weather here behind, you know, blue sky, really nice breezes. Everything is super. But bottom line is that there are many times in our life where we get those cool breezes, but sometimes storms come in. Turn to Jesus. Don't try to shortcut by going to a different direction. Turn to Jesus and you'll never, ever be disappointed. Amen. Amen. Well said. Oh. We're so thrilled to be here in this special edition in Sicily to do and, and worship together with you. And share God's word. And share God's wo- word. This is Deacon Steve Greco. And Mary Ann. And you've, you've been, been on, on the Bible, Bible and you. Arrivederci. Oh, that's how you say it. Okay. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. Ciao, ciao. And that's a wrap on today's edition of The Bible and You with Deacon Steve and Mary Ann Greco. Be sure to connect with our Spirit-Filled Hearts Facebook page to catch each and every episode. For more, visit spiritfilledhearts.org. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. got powerful testimonies in abundance on Spirit-Filled Radio. Listen to the words of Wayne, a recent guest on the Men of Faith program with host Gil Alderetti. Wayne served close to 15 years in prison before restarting his life and re-energizing his faith, thanks in part to his fellow brothers of Catholic Men's Fellowship. You know, these men have become not only my friends, but really brothers. And in my life, I would never have thought that I would have cops or ex-cops to be my friends, you know? I remember one of the brothers, we were going to some kind of gathering together, right? And I'm in the the front seat and he's a cop. So I turned to him, I started laughing. And he's like, what are you laughing? It's like, I told him never in my life, I thought I would be in a car with a cop. And that's all in the back seat, you know. And he just started laughing. Right. That's what God does, man. He breaks down the barriers. Right. There's no Jew, no Gentile, no white, no black, no Hispanic, no Asian. We're all one in the same dignity. For more, come find us at SpiritFilledMedia.org. Spiritfilled Radio is in partnership with the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange in Southern California. You are listening to the Spirit-Filled Radio Network. Caution, your life will never be the same. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. 
Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.